the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we are about to do something special, Larry. We are. We've got, this is like our closing out, our third year Third on year, show. Dr. Mark. Can you believe it? I, I really can't. I, I can't mean, either. if you didn't, didn't give me the calendar to tell me exactly when it was, yeah. but that's pretty exciting. Yeah, well, actually, our anniversary will be January 23rd. Okay, okay. So we're a little ways from that. But right. uh, we are closing at our third calendar year. Yep, that's pretty, yeah. pretty yeah. exciting. Pretty yeah. exciting stuff. So, uh Fortunately, uh, I think we'll, we'll just turn the entire format upside down and make it totally different, yeah. starting here and going forward. What well, you, you know, our show is all about all things healthcare and building educated healthcare consumers, Dr. Mark. And, you know, having a discussion on the issues that impact our listeners' ability to access patient care, as well as including many different types of healthcare providers that we've sure, had on the sure. show over the last three absolutely. years. Absolutely. No, it's been, it's it, the feedback that we've gotten has been encouraging and it's really directed what we've done, right? Yeah, I mean, we absolutely. sort of started out and uh, we, we didn't know the hundred percent the direction it was going, but it's really right. worked out to our concerns were that people didn't yes. understand how to navigate that's the right. system. They don't. And that's, yeah. that's been our, yeah. our really our ethos yeah. from the beginning. And yeah. The feedback we get are the shows that we really answer some of those questions that that who else is answering. So it yeah. is. It's been it's been yeah. really good, Larry. Really yeah. appreciated all the hard work you put into it. As as the listeners should know, I don't do anything. I oh, just no, I you just do show plenty, Doctor Mark. But you 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 dig the uh, you dig through all the feeds and look for interesting topics, and it's been really great. Well, I think it's it's been a fun three years. Uh, I would have never, you know, you and I have known each other a long time, and I would have never even a dream that you and I'd be on the radio together at this point in time in our lives. No. Yeah. For three and, and to do it for three years. Cause yeah. I'll just, as a, as an aside, like we met playing golf, we did. And we've yeah. like never played golf again. I've and that played, was 20 I've something years ago. I haven't touched a golf club in almost three years. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're sticking, yeah. see, we can stick to something. That's maybe, right. That's maybe right. we're, uh, we're better at this than we are on the yeah. course. But you know, I think, I hope our listeners understand that we're trying to bring topics that people, I get calls all the time, Dr. Mark, when people say, you know, I learned something on every one of your shows. And that's exactly what we're all about. Yep. That's, that's going to be, that's going to be our yep. definition of, yep. of success. It's, it's, uh, you know, we never really know the number of listeners, but, but if yep. we get feedback from people that this is what they, yep. they needed to hear, that's yep. great. That's yep. great People stuff. that listen to our podcast up in the Northeast, yep. I've had calls from Michigan, Chicago, uh, the, uh, New York, nice. Connecticut, even the state of Washington. Wow. 
And I'm not sure how they got it, but uh, they get it on Apple Podcast, I guess. It's the, ma- it's the magic yeah. of the yeah. internet, it Larry. Is. It's the it magic. Is. Yes, I told you we could be yeah. uh, we could be far and wide. But but you but, know, let's talk about some today, Doctor Mark. You yes. know, we've been speculating on what lies ahead for 2024 yep. and 2025 in healthcare, and all the experts talk about well, the big issues are going to be mental health, drug pricing, and AI digital. And you know what? I say those aren't the big issues. No, no. Not at all. No. Let me what, tell you what, yeah, what are you thinking? Let me tell you what the big issues are. Okay. How do we rein in the most expensive healthcare system in the world? Right. At over $20,000 a year per family of four, mm-hmm. not counting their out-of-pocket costs. Right. Which right. could be anywhere for another two to $10,000. See, now, I like the way you're framing that because mm-hmm. we talk about the overall dollars, the billion or trillions yep. of dollars yep. that, are, that our healthcare system costs. But I've always been uncomfortable not knowing fully how much of that money is just kind of being burned. Exactly. And, you know, part of it is part of the ecosystem that we're, we're living it in, is. right? It so is. it's important. It is. But what is more important is what you just said. Yep. How much is healthcare costing the family. Yeah. And that data is more important because because that's much cleaner, right? It's not yeah. looking at, you know, if the if the insurance companies are paying big dollars to big pharma and then it's going all the way back around, then then yeah. that's just money changing hands, right. but but what's coming out of the the individuals pockets and why? And how can right. we get that number down? So well, that's me, that's really the way yeah, to look well, at it. Well, let me give you two buckets that I think will really target where we're going here, Dr. Mark. Okay. Of the 4.5 trillion dollars spent in healthcare last year, over 30% was spent in the hospital and only mm-hmm. 20%, just under 20% was spent by all physicians and clinical providers in America. Right. So, is that not upside down? It is because what yeah. we say is the last place that you're going to want to be yeah. is at the hospital and the most expensive and the place. most expensive place. Right. Now, now you're gonna you're gonna get the flip side argument of well, if you need the hospital, that care is going to be expensive. Right. You know, if if we're going to need to treat a yep. severe illness like yep. cancer, it's right. going to be expensive. Yep. But fortunately, that's not yep. the majority of the people. Yep. And when you break down what those visits are for, we're seeing a lot yep. of visits that aren't necessary yep. or charges that don't really make sense. And to and to a compliment to what you just said, of the millions of ER visits in America last year, right. only 16% of those ER visits resulted in an admission. Right, right. So Now, that tells you that 8 out of 10 people that go to the ER could have probably accessed to, health care right. in a different manner. Yeah, primary care, yeah. urgent care. Well, let's care, talk about you know, that. that. That kind of thing. Telehealth. Yep. Minute clinic. Yep. Urgent care center. Right. Contact PCP after hours. Yep. Uh, payer nurse hotlines. They're yep. everywhere. And even your local pharmacist, Dr. Mark. Yes. Yes. Because a lot of it is there. There can be just <clears throat> yep. medicine yep. questions that get out there. Yeah, Inappropriate sure. admissions. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we did a study on our thousands of almost 80,000 members that we uh, represent within our IPA and our yep. ACO and MSO. And we found that we have one health system here in Orlando that 70% of the ER visits mm-hmm. resulted in an admission. Yeah, that's just And the other health system, crazy. 14% of the ER visits resulted in an admission. 14 versus... Se- versus 70. Is that right? That's, that's our personal numbers. Wow, that is interesting. 
I mean, you know, at, that's yeah. that's and then and then you say a lot of these systems already have their urgent care centers, yeah. and the concern is many of these urgent care centers are just shipping right. them from Gateway urgent care to, to the ER. ER. Yeah, that's so right. that's so right. we that's we've right. been espousing that yeah. for a decade, right? So we we've have. been talking we about have. that and following up that data. Yeah, that that is that is yeah. crazy. But you know, then you see as you're driving down the highway, you'll see the billboard that says. ER wait times to show that you know you should go right to minutes. the ER, right? Yep, that's right? And you know drive another drive another five minutes to save yourself an hour. Right. So that's the the encouragement. It's just it's really hard for people to read yep, yep. because you and I can stand here and say the ER the ER has its specific absolutely well, we know what it's for, yep. but but how do you get people to consider? Do I need to go to an ER and urgent care when all you're seeing is the ER being advertised? And the out-of-pocket cost associated with going to an ER can be five to ten times more than it oh, would cost sure. you to go oh, sure. to an yeah. urgent care yeah. or get a telehealth visit or even see your PCP. And for our listeners, when you when you went onto the site, if whether you went on yep. to you know, marketplace.gov mm-hmm. or wherever you, yep. wherever you did it, you can see exactly what you're going to be charged for an urgent care yep. visit, for an ER visit. And you yep. can see those numbers. Yep. You can also adjust how you want to pick a policy yep. based on the fact that you're like, well, I mean, I, I'm one of those people. I'm a hypochondriac. I'm going to be, I'm going to be going here. Right, right, so I right. need to make sure this is where I'm going and this is what I'm paying exactly. you know, versus somebody who's like, you know what? I'm really comfortable with telehealth for most of my yep. medicine. Yep. And sure, if, if, I, if I'm in a, in a bad accident or something, yep. I need to go to the ER. That's where yep. I'm going to go. A friend of mine the other day called me and said, Larry, you know, I tried telehealth for the first time through my payer. Uh-huh. And I talked to a doctor, got a pack, and I was fine. Yep. Yep, no, kind of moving on. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a there's a lot of a lot of opportunity there, yeah. and and you know, it's it's not minimizing the importance of the emergency room. When when COVID hit, the emergency rooms were empty in yes. a lot of places. Now, Absolutely. all we saw was pictures of the big cities, yep. New York City, where they were packed with people with COVID. Yep. But we walk into our ERs, and they were empty. Yep. Yep. And and you you kind of wonder, well, are, I mean, they have to make some cash right they need to right. bring in clients right it, no because yeah. they were there were such savings yeah. in things that weren't going to get paid for right and you know even though there are a lot of there are a lot of bills attached yeah. to it doesn't mean yeah. they get paid yeah well you know the first thing i want to talk about real challenges is what we've been talking about er avoidance and alternative care treatment which means payer education mm-hmm. physician and staff education right. and patient education and that's what we're all about on this radio show dr mark well you have to put yourself in the shoes of the client who's got a, a new problem um, or their child has a problem and they mm-hmm. want to do what is best for them right right and if they don't get guidance then yeah you're going to go to the hospital that's right and and you know that's what right. it's safe it's great yeah. it's effective yeah. it's, it's high quality care but yep. um, you don't always need to be right. there. And and when we look at at medical mistakes, at, at medical errors, mm-hmm. where are those medical errors happening in exactly. a greater percentage? Yep. And they're happening yep. in, in the big institutions yep. because you got a lot of people that are, are sharing time with, with exactly what's going on. Right. You know, one of our biggest slogans in our business is the right care at the right place at the right time for an appropriate cost. Yep. And that needs to be our logo for 2024 yeah. in 2025. It, it, it does. It's kind of long for a t-shirt, it but I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> well, You could put you. it on the back of a t-shirt. <laughs> you could, you could. But, but no, I, I hear you because, I mean, I think the answering the question of, well, say say the, the clients out there, the patients yeah. out there are like, well, how am I going to know? Well, right. you already right. pointed it out. They're, you know how to get on the web and you know how That's to right. pull up a website right. and get a phone number and you know what your after-hours doctor's number That's and all right. these things. And... 
Larry, if you go to your annual visit, you get all this stuff lined up. And you get it all yeah. lined up. You just jump you know? right in the next yeah. bucket, Dr. Okay. Mark. There you go. <clears throat> the annual wellness visit. Managing chronic care management, knowing your numbers, as we've yep. talked about. Sure. right. And, and I think that there's no question that we've got to get more patient education on insisting that if you're insured by a payer, you get an annual wellness visit each year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think, you know, the the instruction side, you know, there's a lot of money that is spent on trying to educate patients in ways that they're not really interested in being educated. That's right. And and every time a new drug comes out, every time a new therapy comes out, every time you go visit your physician, you're, there's all this <clears throat> mandatory paperwork. And I think the important stuff gets lost in, in all yep. the messaging. Yep. Yep. And it makes <clears throat> it very hard for doctors, for, for practitioners to deliver the important message. Yep. And we, we have to be really good at that. We have to be very clear. And I think, you know, if the message is that you are accessible, mm-hmm. that, you know, when you go see that, go into your annual yep. visit, you guys, you can talk about that because your yep. annual visit, you're typically not ill. Right. Nothing, nothing's right. going on. That's right. But it's kind of like your, your planning set, you know, it like, also costs like how you to, nothing. It costs you nothing. That's right. And, and, you know, you, you're going to be able to take that as a time to make that <clears throat> next plan for what you didn't expect. Yep. And you can ask your doctor, okay, well, okay. What happens on a weekend? If my child starts tugging yep. on their ear yep. and I think they have an ear infection, yep. what do I do? I'm in your office today asking you, what do I do? And if it's a young child, chances are they're going to the ER. Well, but we've got pediatric <clears throat> urgent cares all over the Absolutely. city. Absolutely. Some um, really good you know? ones. Yeah. And yep. so so that's what the primary care specialists, but, but Larry, they have to have time to explain that. That's and right. how do they get time? That's right. Well, they have to get paid to do their job. And that's sort of the flip side of the argument is what is reimbursement right. look like? But that, that kind of wraps up uh, the, a, a bit of a it conversation. Does. But when we get back, I think we're going to pick up and finish out. Yeah, we're going exactly to talk that. about some more real challenges into yep. 2024. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. It's Healthcare Now with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Join us at 7 o'clock Thursday evenings for a great discussion on all things healthcare. Healthcare Now, Thursday nights at 7, and now Healthcare Now Extra, Saturdays at 11 a.m., only here on The Answer. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You have found Dr. Mark and Larry Jones in the Healthcare Now studios, and we're going to go to part two of today's discussion, talking a little bit about what can we, it's partially expect, but really you and I are talking about what are we wishing for in 2024 to to decrease that out-of-pocket cost for individuals. And, And to be fair, Larry, when you decrease the cost, you also increase their tendency for access. That's right. And we know that that obtaining the right place, right time, the right mm-hmm. access yep. saves people's lives and yep. it saves people money, right? right? So so very, very important things. But what's our next bucket? Well, you know, when you talk about chronic care management, yes. obviously 80% of healthcare dollars 
go towards chronic, chronic care, care management. Right, right. So in my opinion, that's called sick management. Right, right. That's so, not so preventative it's, care. Yeah, it's reactive care. That's right. Um, if we know somebody somebody is diagnosed with one of the one of the chronic illnesses, we like to go and talk about diabetes a yep. lot because it's so so that's so so common. One. Yep. So if we know that these are the things to expect, right, and we mm-hmm. plan for them. We're going to be able to keep them under much better control at a much lower cost with much better yeah. lifetime outcomes. Yeah. And you would think that, man, of course, that's that's really simple. But it's not because people don't know. They're not edu- They right. may they may be told that they have, you know, they have high blood sugar. Yep. They may be told that yep. their A one C is high. Right. They may be told all these things, but but if it's not spelled out that no, this is actually what we're dealing with here. This right. is type two diabetes, and why? And these are the things. Yeah. This is the playbook of how how we need to do. And I know the primary care docs. That's exactly what they want to do at the yeah. at that initial visit, yeah. and sit down and follow up. And we do have tools that are getting better and better yep. at tracking how patients are well, being. Well, treated, you led right, right into the next one, remote Man. patient monitoring. Well, there you go. There you're, you go. you're just lit, flying I mean, right I, through I, this. And like I say, I haven't looked at anything. Yeah, so remote just, patient monitoring has got to become a bigger piece of healthcare, Dr. Mark. It does. And it really hasn't been engaged like it should have been, especially during the COVID years. So why do you think that is? I mean, why? So there's. I think it's the time frame that doctors have to take right. to get involved in it. But, because but, we've presented a couple of different programs right. to our doctors, and they just don't. And well, they they are some of them are engaged, but the majority of them have not. So I think it's something that needs to be assigned, not to the primary yeah. provider, right? Right. That that, that but see, that there's can be even overseen. a reimbursement to the physician. There on that, is under there a is. CCM code, right? So and yeah. those those chronic care management mm-hmm. codes. Yeah. You and I talk about this all the time. Yeah. We're, yeah. I'm working with a, a corporation You're right now. They're introducing, that, and yeah. so uh, yeah, so we're we're really setting the the grounds and this this is something i'm very hopeful for because we talk a little bit about artificial intelligence yep. and what it can do yep. um and if when you put the monitoring system together with ai and you put these codes down and, and yep. can it can actually teach the system to yep. recognize mm-hmm. gaps that's going to elevate our ability to interact right. Right. at the right time at the right place right right so so these the monitoring things are so interesting because the ones that yep. are being used have been shown to decrease emergency room admissions. Absolutely. Save lives when yep. somebody actually needs yep. to go to the yep. emergency room and, and doesn't recognize. And the big ones are just like you said, blood sugar and blood pressure. Yes, yes. And, and you know, you yep. can have, there's a lot more that can be done. I mean, there's, all, there's already all sorts of monitoring that can be done. But if but we focus on the big those ones. Too. Yeah. yeah, you mm-hmm. monitor the big mm-hmm. ones and you're going to, it's going to generate money on the yep. backside right. by by savings, right? That's right. So so then we can keep keep looking at what what really works, yeah. and, and it's not know, like anybody's turning it on and not paying attention no. of what what's what's happening. It's so. out there, but I think there's going to be a bigger awareness of uh, not only telehealth, even more so, but tying remote patient monitoring into it as well. Yeah, I think the telehealth is a, is a nice point because then you can yeah. say. Well, you know, we're getting some data back here, but then we're noticing yep. that we're not seeing your blood pressure this time, yep. this time, this time. Yep. And, uh, you know, w- w- this is important, yep. and we can check yep. in by telehealth. Right. Now, well, the convenience still, of telehealth is just incredible. Well, and it's still, they haven't made it a permanent part. And That's right. We're going to go through 2024. Yep. Right. But well, they're what's still the paying, holdback? They're still paying. Well, you know, let's talk about that for a minute. You talk about what's the holdback in, at the federal level. Dr. Mark, I am convinced after years and years of study 
in this industry. The federal government knows nothing about our health care industry, nor do they know how to fix it. Now, I'm going to stick my toe in the political <laughs> bucket just for a minute. Yes, you can see you're reading my face. <laughs> I now, know. Now, well, to be fair, I mean, you're absolutely right, because yep. what they do know, if we're really going to get get sauced about it, is they know the lobbyists, right? They, well, that's they, the key. I mean, that's, it's that's, all that's special interest right. driven. And so, yep. you know, when, when, the, when the two biggest lobby groups or two out of the top three lobby yep. groups are pharma and, and hospitals. Yep. I mean, how can you the expect The two most them? expensive areas exactly. of healthcare. Exactly. Yep. So this is not a coincidence. No, it's not, not a coincidence. No, it's not. And, and, but, okay, even with that, yep. there are ways of uh, getting around that problem. Absolutely. It's not like it, we don't just have to legislate that we're not going to pay for medications, right. Right? right? But there are ways to improve the system, and yep. those ways, I think some states are yep. doing much better than others. Yep. And and my feeling is that that the national system wants yep. the states to be more involved. Right. And the question becomes, how how does that happen? Yep. Because if they don't, if we can't get a panel of experts in D.C., how yep. are we going to get them yep. in every capital of yep. every state? And and all the people that sit on these healthcare panels in D.C. are all special interests protecting their bottom line. Sure, that's sure. all they're doing. Yeah. But in reality, Mark, Doctor Mark, when you think about you know, what's really interesting and what's going on is people have to start thinking about their diet. Yep. Let me tell you, 20% of kids in America have a prevalence of obesity and it's even higher. That's children. Mm -hmm. And in between 12 and 19, it's almost 25%, Dr. Martin. Uh, Yep. And it's been, and this is a dramatic change over the decades here that we've seen it track up. And yep. for for I, I have this conversation with with my my teens. So I've got mm-hmm. I got three teenagers, right? And I got two two that are beyond that. But okay. uh, the, a conversation I have really with all of them, except for the one that's uh, a family practice doc, okay? Because um, she can have the conversation herself. <laughs> that's is, right. Is you know for many years, many decades, we believed that kids could really eat whatever they wanted because their metabolism was so good. Absolutely. And that we didn't check cholesterol in anybody under their twenties. That's right. And still and, don't. No, they they do now. They yeah. do now. It's part of it's part of that workup for pediatrics now. Oh, okay. Okay. And they, they, now they don't check it every year. They check right. it at certain times right. because what they're seeing is, yeah, those those early elevations are a complete target for what's going to happen next. Right. Yeah. So we've we've really allowed the fast food industry. To dominate oh, yes. the the diets yep. of folks, there's two issues we talk about with Processed why why don't food. people eat yep. well? Why don't they eat in a healthy fashion? And there's two things: it's access and it's cost. Yep. Because a two liter soda and a big bag of chips yep. is way under five bucks. That's right. When if I wanted to yep. go get a, uh, a a tuna fish sandwich somewhere, yep. I'm going to pay yep. 11, right? Well, let me let me give you this. Research has shown that these 25% of these children that are obese are least likely to overcome obesity in their lifetimes. Sure. With researchers describing the condition, you know how they define obesity? A chronic disease characterized by an overwhelming desire to eat bad. <laughs> eat poorly. <laughs> so that's bad grammar too, Gene. It is. No, but... No, it is, it, yep. and and it's habits, right? So, yep. so let's That's say, right. and and so my my three teens are all athletic. Yep. They all have low BMIs. Yep. I mean, well, they, they have a good yeah, example. Yeah. Well, they they they, they do a good job. Probably kick their butt yeah. if they but, weren't. Well, but <laughs> they feel like 
they can go ahead and eat the double cheeseburgers. Yep. Be, yep. E- even though yep. here's the funny part, it doesn't make them feel good. They'll yep. admit that that yep. their 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 yep. wellness feeling yep. afterwards is not good, but they still do it. And here here's what I, I espouse with with little success some days is look, you're going to get so used to doing this. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to go to college. You're going to do this, right. and then you're going to you're going to turn around at forty yeah. and realize that you were still treating yourself to those right. double cheeseburgers, that's right. and it's that's killing right. you, man. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it's and funny, Doctor Mark. Hard way to you know. Doctor Dovek was supposed to Betsy Dovek was supposed yes, to be yes, on our uh-huh, show right. today, but she'll be back after the first of the year. And do you know during this period that we've known Doctor Dovek year year and a half, you and she have intimidated me to the fact that I don't go to Taco Bell anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and Taco Bell's still not a sponsor. No, no that's right. Well, right. After that comment, they that probably never done. will. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. They, they, don't, they don't need us. They don't that's need right. us. That's right. I'm done with Taco Bell. <laughs> no, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. But Dr. Dovick would be very excited yeah, to hear I'm that. also done with carbonated drinks. Oh, are you? Good. Yeah. Good. That's another one. I haven't had a Coke in six months. Oh, good job. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Yep. No, so that's... And I can feel the difference. Yeah. No, it, and, and when, when you can cut out something... I talk about this all the time, that yeah. if, if clients come in and... They'd like to lose weight. That's the first question. How much soda do you drink? Yeah. And if they say, oh, yeah, I kind of drink that. Well, that's great because now I can, all I have to do is tell you one thing. I don't have to tell you a hundred. Yep. Just stop drinking soda. Right. And right. once people get some result from their sacrifice, they're much more likely to yep. continue on and do it. Yep. But the same token, if we back up again to habit forming yep. situations. Now, now people talk about food addiction. Okay. It's a real thing. It is. And yep. and the the problem that that you're going to face is if you're addicted to something else, if you're addicted to cigarettes or drugs or the what's the treatment for that? The treatment is you get to have zero of it. That's right. Right? You you can't <clears throat> so you no can't, tolerance. You no tolerance. That's right. I mean, right. you know, depending on what it is, coming off it has its it has its medical risk and it should be managed, but once you're clean, all right? You're not supposed to go back and say, "Well, I'll just have a little. I'm just going to cut back." Well, you can't do that with food because we have to eat food. Right. So that's where a food addiction becomes so difficult because you can't management manage it. The only way that we have seen addiction successfully managed, and that's right. that's going to zero that's and right. not and not that's revisiting right. the issue. That's you right. can't do that. Yeah. Now, can you say I'm never eating fast food? Well, you can. You could do that, but but in in America with a fast today, fast food on every corner. A fast food in every corner. They share corners. They're <laughs> they're piled true. up. You know, there's. I mean, it, it's That's just absolutely it's incredible. True. I think they follow each other around from a real estate standpoint. No, they do. Yeah, they absolutely yeah. do. You know, because you're going to get a Burger King yeah. open up across from a McDonald's oh. and, and a Wendy's next door. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. you're going to do it because if yeah. if that they're going to look around yeah. and it's funny, it's sort of counterintuitive to what yeah. you would think. Yeah. But but they're like, oh, well, that car line's pretty long. That's right. If it's Two more cars, yep. we can just put it over to this yep. other place. Yep. And and it is. It's it's yep. very difficult. They, now they opened up a new Taco Bell at the corner of one of the intersections near my my area. Just for you. And and I'm telling you, the line <laughs> yeah. you can't even get through the intersection because of the line going into Taco Bell. Yeah. No, it, uh, no, the, the It's the almost drive, like a Chick fil A. Yeah. Drive through has has yeah. exploded. But <clears throat> but again, with fast food, that is that can be a sometimes cheat. Yeah. Right. And if you look at it that way, if and you're easy healthy, for working parents to uh, working yeah. family parents. Yeah. Kids on the move all the time. And I know because I know what my kids do. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. No, yep. I totally get it. Yeah. It's ease. 
It's although the costs have gone up everywhere. It's but, I got to feed but, my child before if, they go hungry. Right, but if you go, yeah. if you yeah. want to go to the places that are going to you know buy one get one, yeah, this, they have deals That's all the right. time. You can That's just right. bounce around and go to a different fast food for every meal, every meal, and it happens every day. It yep. absolutely yep. happens, yep. and we're you you discuss the results in the opening of this segment. Yep, and as we close this out. Those results were obesity. 25% of 12 to 19-year-olds yes. are considered obese in and the United States. And may not recover from it in their lifetime, Dr. We're just going to think about that. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. It's Healthcare Now with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Join us at 7 o'clock Thursday evenings for a great discussion on all things healthcare. Healthcare Now, Thursday nights at 7, and now Healthcare Now Extra, Saturdays at 11 a.m., only here on The Answer. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we're uh, talking about 2024 today, Larry. And, yes. and nobody, nobody's talking any more loudly about the ACA than right yep. now. So we're we're just beyond. Yes. The, their their open enrollment just ended. Yeah. Well, no, it or, actually or it ends, ends January 15th. January 15th. Yep. January 15th. Yep. I'm yep. sorry. November and, one to January 15th. Right. Yep. And so so we we're seeing. People uh, coming on, and you and I kind of came up with a number that we imagined that it would grow to this year. Well, I actually did a a little research. As of December 15th, there's already been 15.3 million people enrolled, and they expected only 14. And they're expecting by the the January 15th enrollment, there will be in excess of 19 million people have joined the ACA, Dr. Mark. Yep. I think it's going to fall short of that, but but it is definitely definitely growing. And the other thing that happens – People do enroll yeah. and then well, just to get give involved, you an idea, right? on December fifteenth alone, it was seven hundred and forty-five thousand people joined the ACA in one day. Yeah, it was a busy day. It was a busy day. This matter didn't blow up the internet. Well, I think the key here is there was a lot of discussion about people seeing much higher policy costs, yeah. and and if you were a, a, among that group that was getting aid from the federal government, that that was going away. Yeah. And Larry. It's not gone. Subsidies are not going to go they're away. They're not. They're, they're not all there. Yep. And and I don't quite Because if get they that. did, the ACA would blow up. Yes. Yeah. Because nobody can afford those. Exactly. And that's what I want to talk about, Dr. Mark. What are the impacts of nearly 19 million or 15 million people going into the ACA for 2024? Number one, you're talking 75% of the people have a subsidy paid for by the taxpayers. Well, uh, that's number that's one. That's number one. Okay. Yep. And, and absolutely. And and <clears throat> I think that when we look at the numbers pre-ACA, okay, when we look at the number of people mm-hmm. that are in, in, that are employed, you've got your those that are employees that their their businesses cover them. Yep. So that that's a yep. big number. Yeah, right? gonna, that's no, yep. that's going to be number two. We're going to okay. talk about in a minute. And, and then the other group are those that are seeking small businesses yep. and families that are seeking their policies. Yep. So 
So now let's not look at the ones that are getting subsidies. Let's go mm-hmm. look at the ones that are just paying for a policy. Yes. It, it, at a t- there was a time when you could- $800 a month for a premium with an $8,000 deductible. Right. So, so and you a, have were, to qualify. There was a time making when, forty thousand dollars. Know, there was a time when yeah. you used to you could call somebody and say, "Hey, can you help me find a good policy?" That's right. Right. Yep. Well, those people are gone. They're all right? gone. Navigators. Because what yep. the what the ACA has done for good or for bad is, if you're a small business owner and you know you're going to pay what you're going to pay, you go. You yep. still going on the ACA? If you called Blue Cross Blue Shield, they probably tell you, "Well, you can just go on the ACA." Yep. And right now. Yep. Um, I told you I went through it and played around yeah. with it. Oh, I know you and, did. And yeah. the uh, it's the site is excellent. Yep. Um, it keeps your data. And there are a lot of choices. And there are a lot of choices. Yeah. Yep. And now that wasn't the case year in year no. out. So no. so initially when we couldn't even break you know ten eleven million, right. we saw this growth. So this growth doesn't surprise me yep. in the least bit because a good chunk of this. Are those people yeah. that used to buy in a different fashion, and this is just now a way to buy? And yeah. they're not getting a cheaper product; they're no. getting the same product, if not even more expensive out of pocket. Yes, yes. Yeah. And well, I mean, I, well, yeah. to be fair, I it's mean, if, probably if you went, equal. If you yeah. go, to, if you went direct to the insurer, it's yeah. the same. It's the same it's policy, pretty same. right? Yeah. Because yeah. they they all have yeah. policy numbers, and they all yeah. change every year and go up yeah. every year. But now we're going to jump into those who have subsidies, right? Yes. So initially, the subsidies weren't enough. No. And, and now, then, and then Biden increased. doubled and tripled the subsidies yes, right. last year. Right. So yeah. now people are really, really getting the ca- the cash in front. And, yeah. and what's interesting, and, and I, I want to bring up, you know, we talk about our, our CPA, mm-hmm. and uh, he he said we didn't have to mention his name because mm-hmm. he's his firm is too busy anyway. But he is a a every week listener. Yeah. And he was listening a few weeks ago when I brought up the question about okay, you're estimating your earnings for the the upcoming year for the next year, but yep. you're being insured for that year. That's so right. what happens if suddenly like the example he gave is what if you've got a, a, uh, a senior on a fixed income, um, who's mm-hmm. making, you know, $25,000 a year, uh, and things are going fine. But then she has a, she has a relative that passed away and left her an IRA right. that of $50,000. Right. 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 So what happens then? Well, she has to pay, back the money that was air quotes yep the subsidies that's right well not just yeah right so so she basically goes back so so that could be retroactively eight hundred dollars a month absolutely right absolutely and and you know plus you've got deductible issues and all all that kind of stuff so it is and so my question back to our cpa was okay i get it that's i but is it happening and he said yes I'm sure it is. It, it, it's yeah. happening. I'm sure you remember is. when yeah. it, when the when the ACA first came down, Obama said that everyone was required to get insurance, and if they didn't, they would be penalized, and yep. the IRS oh, is yeah. going to take money. And the IRS yeah, that said, went away. "Well, yep. the, well, the, it never yep. happened because the IRS said uh, we didn't agree to that, and we don't have right. a way to collect the money." That's well, right. apparently right. there is a way, and it is happening now. I so, hear you. Yep. So that is tricky, and that keeps people scratching right. their heads, and uh, because it's very hard to predict. What you're going to make next yeah. year, and the best prediction is what you made last year. Yep. But it, but now you're going to get smacked. Yep. Well, and People and I need think, to know that because they I need to put the money away. They do. But I think to add to that, Doctor Mark, more and more seniors that are on fixed incomes that are healthy are looking for part time jobs, and they're not estimating those monies when they start the year. Right. 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 That's a big piece of now, it. Now, how does how does Medicare come into play here? Well, Medicare takes your previous year total income, right? And if there's a basic that one hundred seven ninety, which is your Part B, mm-hmm. but then there's an escalated four tiers, 
based on income, right. you pay more. Yeah, and, but it, but they do that <clears throat> retroactively. But it's it's they each year. They, it's, each year, but they yeah. don't correct you at no, the end of the year if, no. if you did they get a job. They correct the next year. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, the other thing, Dr. Mark, as to why um, the ACA is probably booming, it's estimated that almost 12% of employers in America that provided health care benefits for their employees yeah. Yeah. have dropped those benefits and yeah. they're either not paying anything, anything for or, their employees or, the- or they're giving them a defined benefit, tell them to go out and get their own health insurance. Yes, yes, yes. Which, you know, if they have more than 50 employees, they got to do something. Yeah. 12% and, and, of American 12%, business, that's, a, that's lot a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And and I think you're right. So, so the, the increased numbers are, to me, it's not a boast. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not like, oh yeah, they're. It's doing so great now. I will say again that the technology that they put into the money they put into that website. Because remember when it first opened and it crashed. Oh yeah. And then and yeah, then it and then it, it was never yeah. good for the whole yeah. year. I mean, it never. It, it, it never really, really got just better. got fixed about a year and a half. Exactly. Ago. Right. Exactly. Right. And and they have all the data. Yeah. But uh, but I can tell you. I mean, the, the, my access to it is as a small business owner, yep. I had to go get it myself. And my, my navigator said, yeah, yep. just go on to the site, man. Right. And right, when I right. did that, I oh, my that. gosh. Remember yep. the phone calls I used to get? Oh, yeah. Because then now I'm, I'm, I'm employed by the state. That's right. I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And right. I'm still getting phone calls yeah. because they're like, oh, you didn't renew. I haven't renewed in years. You know, so <laughs> so it is. It's it's really. It's hard to it's kill a, a computer. Uh, yeah. Send out. <laughs> exactly. <you> know? Exactly. <laughs> So you can you can uh, unsubscribe all yeah. you want. It's just not going away. Yeah. And and I think the other thing, Doctor Mark, I think people are realizing that catastrophic care can ruin you financially, and it can ruin your future financially. So people are actually saying, "Okay, I need at least hospital coverage." Right. And therefore, oh, they're yes. therefore they're going to the ACA to look for coverage. Yes. Yes. That's, that's the only option. And, and, yeah. you know, we talk about budgets and we talk about how you calculate, well, what is the deductible that I can afford? Well, that's right? the question that's is the how question. much money yep. do you have sitting in the bank yep. that you can take out to cover that deductible? And so if you right. don't have right. that money, then you can't carry that deductible because that's, that's going to get you into trouble. and It's going to keep you from getting the care that you really need. Yep. And, so. you know, when you talk about uh, the ACA, even though you're seeing more and more people get private insurance today, Dr. Mark, uh, the uh, International Universal Health Care uh, Institute defined this month that 28% of U.S. adults were forced to skip or delay medical care in 22, 2022 because they couldn't afford it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes 28%, sense. 28%, yeah. Dr. Mark. That's almost three out of 10 people. Yeah. And and it's three out of ten people that needed it, right? Yes, so that's so right. we're not talking I mean, we're talking about a select group of people that yep. needed care. And you know, that's that's a that's a big deal. It's not it's not like yep. just looking at the general population, right, a lot of right. which that can make it through yep. the year and then need absolutely yep. nothing. And on top of that, dental care was right. almost right up there at almost twenty five percent. Yeah, dental care has always been an interesting animal, you know, because it's much more common now than it was yes. 10 years ago to yes. have insurance for dental yep. care yep. and the dental insurance usually doesn't do much for you um i mean unless you yep. need expensive procedures right. right but i gotta tell you dr mark if you're young you can get a policy for 30 dollars a month for a, fa- a couple right and it gives you two cleanings a year x-rays and an exam 
and discounts on other services. Now, if you're getting cleanings every six months yeah. and you're getting a, an exam once a year, that's pretty good dental care, Dr. Mark, yeah. for the average person. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah I think I, it's just important to note that it works very differently. And same thing with eye, yep. eye, dental. Those, yep. those extra yep. things work mm-hmm. very differently than regular medical insurance. Yep. So yep. so you have to be have to be aware of that for sure. And and you've got to be real careful particularly in dental as to who even accepts your in dental insurance. Well, the first phone call should yeah. be to your dentist. Because the first say, thing like, what, they'll what do, do you take? Most most dental care is PPO not HMO right. and they'll balance bill you what the insurance doesn't pay. Right, right, right. You know how that works. Yep. So yep. yeah, so you do. You want to call, you want to call your dentist if you have a dentist you like yep. and you don't want to move away, you just call them and they're happy to tell you yep. because it makes it really easy for them as well and right. they they typically because they, they typically get what what they would have gotten anyway, and uh, which again is way different from medical insurance, uh, where where it's really really the uh, providers have have taken the bigger hit. Right. So, but yeah, that's that's a you know we should we should have a have somebody on there that that can talk to us about those little supplemental things because I yep. get a lot of questions. Yep. On, yeah. uh, you work well, on, you've got the cancer care optional coverage. You got all kinds of things yeah. like that, but you're paying pretty much a hundred percent of that. Yes, there yeah. is no employer uh, compensation or, or contribution to that. Yeah, there. Yeah, there's not even yeah. even the best of institutions yeah. aren't doing a lot of that excess yeah. excess care. Those add-ons, yeah. unless you've got a Medicare Advantage plan. That's right. You know, which is what they all. I mean, I think that's there what you go. that's what makes those those uh, advertisements so alluring. Is people like, man, you know, because yeah. how many times do you run into families who say, yeah, I never. Yeah, I always look into the dental thing and the vision yep. thing, and I never do it. And then when I need something, I'm thinking, "Gosh, I should have done it." And you know, am yep. I really messing up, or am I saving money? And it's it's a it's a tough call. It's it's yep. a, very much an individual call. And I'm sure, depending on where yep. you live yep. and what your availabilities are out there, you may not have coverage in your area. That's right. You know, I think in That's Orlando right. we're very fortunate. But, very uh, fortunate here. But but you. You don't know that for sure going forward. That's right. What's what's the topic for the next section? When we come back, Dr. Mark, we're going to talk a little bit about more access to care. And is the health care industry actually promising or not promising that you can keep your doctor anymore? We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. It's Healthcare Now with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Join us at 7 o'clock Thursday evenings for a great discussion on all things healthcare. Healthcare Now, Thursday nights at 7. And now, Healthcare Now Extra, Saturdays at 11 a.m., only here on The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now, let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You have found Dr. Mark and Larry Jones in the Healthcare Now studios. Uh, we kind of got finished up on our ACA talk. It was we pretty, did. pretty good, pretty yep. good. And now we're going to talk about, you know, whether or not anybody's promising yep. you can keep your doctor. And this is all going back to predictions for 2024. Right. If you remember back in 2008, 
when the uh, Affordable Care Act was actually begin to talk about when President Obama, <laughs> Obama could, yeah. he made you the statement. You get to keep your doctor. I wish I could do. You will keep yep. your physician. He did, and he yeah. got yeah. some real backlash yeah. for that. But, he did, but, but to his cause, he he tried to make that happen. He did, and he so did. you know that was and kind so of did Trump after he took absolutely, over. Yeah. absolutely. But the bottom line is, Doctor Mark, particularly in the ACA. Mm-hmm. You're looking at more and more narrow networks popping up oh, yeah. that drive you to specific networks, particularly primary care. Yes. And much. you're looking at primary care that is overloaded and using PAs and nurse practitioners right. more and more. So, so even if the name is there, you can speak the care to that might better be than there. anybody. Sure, Dr. sure, sure. Yep. Well, I mean, I think that we we have learned over the last, I'd say, 20 years that when you walked into an office – and, and even this was a provider you saw for a long time, that yep. there was definitely the the need for physician extenders yep. and for people to be able to expand their practice because it's it, we've we've tell, we talk about this time and time again. It's it's not the choice of the physician. That's right. But in order to keep the lights on, that's right. You've got to see a certain number of patients. It's a business. And, and if you're paid less per patient by the insurance companies or by the governmental supported mm-hmm. groups. You've got to see more yeah. patients or you can't keep the yeah. lights on. It's as simple as that. It is. And it is. and so yeah. what using extenders makes great sense. And mm-hmm. I, I remember when my father was around and he used to go in and he actually he liked his, his cardiologist, but mm-hmm. he adored the PA he was seeing. He said that guy was yep. just great. He yep. was always there. Mm-hmm. So so that opened my eyes to the fact that, well, okay, so Maybe I've got somebody that was yep. a senior. Because yep. I was afraid that, that our, our more senior generation was not going to yep. take to it. Right. But they have. Right. And now the it's been harder on the pediatric yeah. side to yeah. be cu- to catch up there. It's yeah. it's getting there. Right. But early on it wasn't because the parents were somehow put off yeah. by this, right? They're like, "No, yeah. we want to see who we see." Now we see the doctor. The, but yeah. now nobody expects if anybody's no. expecting no. it, you know, give us a call, but yeah. but I, you know, and see, family I'm glad and, you yeah. had a good experience with the PA because I'll tell you my experience and I may have talked about this. About a year ago, uh-huh. when I had the first booster right. after the two normal COVID shots yeah. several years ago, I had a reaction to it. Uh-huh. I went in, and the uh, first time ever I'd been seeing my PCP for 15 years, some nurse practitioner was there because they changed my appointment. He was out. Mm-hmm. She came in, and she says, you're having an anxiety attack. <laughs> and I was having an attack from the shot. Yeah, yeah. And so... Later on, when I finally met with a PCP later, yeah. I said, if you ever do that to me again, you, I won't be your patient anymore. Yeah, and see, and that's the thing because that's pretty I mean, that can happen. It yeah. yeah. doesn't matter if you're a practitioner, you're an MD yeah. or a PA. If you, if you step off that cliff, right, right, and that that's really right. does damage your opinion. Absolutely. Forward, I don't and, ever and, want to see that PA again. Well, well not, not that one or that <laughs> nurse practitioner. Yeah, 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 not, yeah. not that one, but yeah. – but, I'll tell you what we've learned is there's a couple of areas, and this is getting a little off topic. But, no, it's okay. But, yep. but you know we've got these uh, orthopedic, orthopedic walk-in clinics in our town. Yes, we've got several, and they yep. are yep. managed by extenders. And uh-huh. and there's two in particular that I have uh, sent sent my friends to, yep. and they all come back and they say, "Yeah, I saw this," da-da, and they were amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and I I actually 
kind of talk to them about, well, what was amazing about them? I mean, well, how did they work? Yeah. Well, you know, they said normally they would get this, this, and, and then they, and the they next get all step the is, work up done. and, and then yep. they, then they say, okay, now I can help get you set up with mm-hmm. a physician, one of our physicians, yep. unless you have somebody else you want to see. And I've heard that story exactly like that mm-hmm. over and over. So somebody is doing a great job yep. and, and making these folks feel cared for, right? Yep. And they can do that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because even some of our orthopedic practices that we have in our network, what they're doing is when you go in, you don't see the doctor the first time. You see a an extender or a, a nurse or a nurse yeah, practitioner, sure. a PA, and they do all the workup. And once you get, whether it's a CT or an MRI or whatever you need, then you see the doctor. Yep, yep. I mean, same with cardiology, <laughs> yeah, same, with the, yeah. same with pretty much all the specialties. Yep. And now I think we're seeing that more in primary care. Yep. And, and it's going to all depend, like, on where you live and how many people – that our nurse practitioners or PAs go into primary care right, because right. if it's, if it's sort of the thing that's being done in, in your area, mm-hmm. it's going to continue to grow. Yep. And, and as we've said with, with all the, all the primary care yep. changes in the last few years about big companies yep. picking up and saying, you know, we're going to be your, your primary care right, doctor. Right. Number one, you're not going to see your doctor. Mm-hmm. Number two, you're not going to see a doctor. Yep. And then that extender is not going to be the same extender. Exactly. So, that's not great, yeah. but but as my, well, my as my dad espoused, you know, he mm-hmm. was really excited about that individual, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a connection. Yeah. Didn't yeah. matter MD, PA, right, right, nurse right. practitioner. There was a connection, and you're not going to see that in these minute yeah. clinics. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. see that no. in Amazon. Well, care. there's almost no continuity of care there. No, there's yeah. zero. Yeah, and but the argument will be that well, we don't need human continuity because we've got the electronic medical records right, continuity. Right, that's true. And the problem yeah. there is garbage in, garbage yeah. out. Um, you know, it's yeah. it's only only as good. The, the, yeah. the, your Yours probably yeah. shows your EMR is going to show that you have anxiety, yeah. right? Right. And, 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 well, he and actually so, took that out of my chart after I jumped all over him. <laughs> yeah, good, good. But it does. That, those kinds of things happen. I mean, I can't remember. Yeah. There was an example where I went in. Uh, it was in the yeah. military, and yeah. they they said something about yeah. an operation that I'd never yeah. had, yeah. and and I couldn't make it go away. Wow, yeah, I yeah. couldn't make it go away. Yeah. Well, this one when when she said I had anxiety, I had actually relayed to her that I was going to a big conference and I had a big speaking engagement, right? And so she confused that with anxiety. Even after I told her, lady, I have a radio show. Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I tell you, that, that that's a good story, though. That is a very it is good story. a good story. But, you know, when you talk about reimagining primary care, yes. here's the dilemma, Dr. Mark. Mm-hmm. Most Americans share a common frustration when they get sick. By the time they get an appointment, they're actually feeling better. Yes, that's so true. So access that's to true. primary care. Yet we want to keep people out of the ER. This is going to be one of the biggest challenges as we open the show today about yeah. how to manage that going forward. No, no doubt about it. And I think that one of the, the sort of tongue-in-cheek things I've said is every emergency room should have an urgent care across the street. Well, that's interesting. You know? Yeah. And, and really, Some of them we, do. I mean, we talked about the, the McDonald's and the yeah. King, right? Yeah. Well, that's, that, that should be the model. Yeah. And, and, but the exception is... If that urgent care is just there to get you to the ER, yep. not a good thing. Exactly. Right? And yep. and the model that the hospitals use is they put those urgent cares away from their hospitals. That's right. Because the they ones don't that are duplicate across it. the street from the hospital They're is usually an independent yes, urgent care center, right? Which right. is really where you want to go. Yeah, but then if you look around where the hospitals are, they've gone they've yep. gone through and they've 
they've really put those people out of business. Yeah, well, you know, the, to the, give like you an idea, yep. uh, Health Central over in East Orlando, yes. there was an independent urgent care center who I knew the physician that owned that for years. Yep. Guess what eventually happened to his urgent care center? Central, uh, no, the hospital uh, bottom. Uh, hospital bottom, yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah. sure, sure. Made him a deal he couldn't, confu- couldn't refuse. Couldn't can refuse, yeah. yeah. Well, the yeah. same thing happened up in, yeah. uh, in Volusia County okay. um, where you would see uh, ur- these urgent care centers that belong to hospitals pop right. up across the street from the yep. primary care yep. and they because if they, if they, they buy didn't them get, out or yep. they didn't have to because they just put them put them out of business yeah exactly so exactly. so that is that is a, a scary thing but you're right yep. i mean i think that knowing the what what's going to happen after office hours and i remember yep. early on when we started our our independent physician network mm-hmm. and we got we got uh f- feedback about one primary care practitioner whose patients were going to the ER on Thursdays. Right. And remember, you had to call and say, what's going on on Thursdays, Doc? Right. Oh, well, we close at 11 a.m. on That's Thursdays. That's right. And we said, okay, well, you got a couple of choices here. Either you need yep. to educate your patients to go yep. in urgent care, right. or you need to stay open. That's right. Because you're not meeting the numbers right. that make sense. Driving up your yes, ER exactly. cost. Yep. So, so, I mean, those things are yep. things that we have to follow and be smart about. And we talk about that all the time with our yep. doctors, Dr. Yep. Mark. No, that's the important yep. part. You know, the other thing that we're going to see is the Biden administration and even the Trump administration, Dr. Mark, have continued to offer an increased amount of grants to nurse practitioner residency programs. You could probably speak to this because you probably see it all the time. To nurse practitioner? Or? Yeah, nurse practitioner residency programs. So there aren't very many of those. Oh, okay. Yeah, there aren't okay. very many of those. Okay. So, so there are only, when, when we talk about the physician extenders, mm-hmm. so nurse practitioners are usually trained in a very specific area, right? Okay. So the, yep. the big difference between True. PAs and nurse yep. practitioners, like, so if you want to be a nurse practitioner and you want to go into uh, maybe work in cardiology, okay. so you're, you have to do a primary care nurse practitioner school, right? That that your, your right. coursework, yep. if you want to do pediatrics, you got to decide, are you doing inpatient or acute care right. versus right. outpatient pediatrics? Right. Right. And, and if you get that degree, your scope of practice here in Florida, pretty narrow. It's pretty narrow. Okay. So, okay. if you have a fellowship, it may be like the PAs are more likely to have fellowships because a PA can go work anywhere they are right. are hired. Right. And so, let's say you want to get into surgery. A lot of the surgery folks that are going to hire a PA, they want somebody with experience. Right. But there are some surgical residency programs. Right. Right. And typically what they'll do is they'll hire the PA at about, you know, 60% salary and say, mm-hmm. you're going to work with us for six months or a year. And then, you know, right. then, then we're going to bump you up right. And, right. and keep you on if you, yep. if you choose to stay. So, so I don't know that, I don't know that that's, that really plays the out. Big that, deal? That, okay. Yeah. I don't think good, that's, good. I don't think there are a lot of dollars there okay. now putting money into residency programs for MDs mm-hmm. is something that that is important and something we need to do more of right. because there's you know the discussion of having doctor shortages the only the only way to answer that is to increase residencies right, right. right. so it's it's very it's very important to kind of yep. stay on top of that yep. you know when you talk about primary care i think the last thing we really want to talk about is uh, ai and healthcare okay and when we talk about that the government has their idea of how AI is going to I- implement an industry. Uh-huh. They have no idea how AI will be implemented in healthcare. And in my opinion, the politicians need to stay out of healthcare AI and let the healthcare experts identify the diagnostic opportunity of AI, Doctor Mark. Right now, I think I've I've said it 
numerous times mm-hmm. on the show that that AI has the greatest potential of help in healthcare. Yes. Because it can look at repetitive issues that signal problems. And and yep. I think I mean yep. I really like closing out the show talking a little bit about this exactly. because because this is an area where we're already using a good bit of AI. A lot of diagnostic. A lot of diagnostic yep. stuff and AI is not here to replace physicians or no, practitioners in any way it's it's really here to augment and that was the thing artificial intelligence is the worst it should be called augmented intelligence <laughs> and people would have really uh, really accepted it, it yeah. better That's now right. the other place ironically that it's going to be of great value is in the military mm-hmm. right and that's what right. we're really scared of right yep. Yep. so so on the on the doctoring side yep. there you, you can never take the human out yep. of the equation and you I got to keep the po- politicians and, uh, think, out of it, Doctor Mark. Yeah, because yeah. the the, the yeah. even the hospital administrators yeah. get this. Yeah, I mean you can't take them out of the equation because at the end of the day, you know who's going to keep them in the equation? The insurance companies. That's they're right. Gonna say we That's got right. nobody to sue if a computer That's makes an error. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. So so somehow this will yeah. this will yeah. all come together. This has been a good conversation today, Doctor Mark. I know yes. that uh, I've beat up politics a little bit today, but probably deservedly so. Oh, it's always deservedly <laughs> so. It's just whether or not we're exactly. going to make it fit. All right. Great to see you again. Looking right. for you next week. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com